favorites. It's the podcast. I'm Chad Millman from the Action Network, and it is Wednesday morning, which means I am joined by bookmaker to the United States of America, bookmaker emeritus, the bookmaker laureate. I feel like that should be a post nominated by the federal government. From the Orleans, representing Boyd Gaming, Mr. Bob Robert Scucci. Is that Bob Scucci singing? Is that Mr. Bob Scucci? Is that an original Scoodles? <laughs> that's an that's an original song. You wrote an original song, and I, you wrote it about your wife. I did. You sound good in that song. <laughs> you sound really good. I, I love I play- it. Uh, thank you. Listen. Thank you. I I wrote it, produced it. Played the instruments, everything. It sound. How many instruments were there? Uh, well, we just double tracked. You know, I I did the guitar, then I did rhythm, then lead, and then uh, we did a little keyboards on it. Some, you know, strings effect. Scooch, the action you got that night must have been <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh my God, that's too good! When did you write that song for your wife? I, uh, about maybe three three years ago. So you were not married yet. You guys got married what two and a half years ago? No, two. Yeah. And so, uh, tell me the process here. You know, I I gotta tell you, she's not going to be happy about playing that song. She never wanted that. Was like supposed to be her song. It was just for very personal. And uh, when we made it and I let her listen to it, she was just, you know, overwhelmed. But she always wanted it to be a very personal, private song. And then, of course, one of the other Scoodles members decided to post it, (laughs) which she wasn't too pleased about. So fortunately, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so maybe she won't know. I was going to say, you better make sure she's not listening to the podcast, brother, because (laughs) there's going to be a lot more people listening to that song now. She will be upset, I can tell you. <laughs> you won't be getting any that night. That is There won't be any. Sure. No, no more. <laughs> no scooch action for sure. Oh my god, that is so funny. She must have heard that song and just been beside herself. Cuz I know you, I know for a fact you've never written a song for anybody before in your life. No. No. And yeah, she was uh, she was in tears. It was pretty emotional. How did you present? She actually it to wanted her? me to sing it. Sorry, I, well, cut I, you off. I had you to kind of make sure that was... answer first, and then then answer my question. She wanted you to sing it where? She wanted me to sing it at our wedding, but uh, there would have been no way. I I'm, wasn't that uh, <laughs> wasn't that polished an entertainer to get up in front of all those guys at the wedding. Oh my god! And so she must have just been 
Like, how did you lay out that you were going to play the song for her? What was the scenario? Well, she knew I was meeting with the guys, you know, once a week and just kind of messing with stuff. And I hadn't really written anything before, but so I, I wanted to try and write something that uh, was both good and very personal. Um, it turned out to be a little bit better than I thought. I was just going to present it to her. But uh, what we did was when we recorded it on all the tracks, we just put it on a, you know, a little uh, drive and I told her I wanted to show her something that night when I got home and just put it in the laptop and let her listen to it. And she was just kind of overwhelmed by it. And then a couple times after that, I played it live. And then a couple times after For that, a couple times after that, you got a couple <laughs> times, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> listen, you want to yeah. win a lady I'm over, you got to write her a song. Hey, if you write, yeah, no, that that's a hundred percent right. It, you write a good song, even a, you write a bad song, and they'll be overwhelmed. So true. <laughs> mm-hmm. In my house, I just say to my wife, what do you think? And she just, <laughs> she gives me the, the go sign or the no sign. And that's, that's <laughs> the thumbs up or the, <laughs> that's the extent of the, the romance right now. Gotcha. Yeah. This is how my kids are learning about sex. Uh, the other day, my 12 year old, uh, was on like, you know, a, uh, 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 what do you call it? Like a house party. House party is like an app where they all talk on, to each other at the same time. And they were all daring each other to do stuff like inappropriate in front of their parents. So my 12-year-old came down and was yelling, Dad, Dad, I have an erection. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and But he had all his kids... All his uh, buddies on the phone. It was uh, all his buddies on the phone. I'm like, so what are you going to fucking do with it? <laughs> Man, kids are just out in the open now. It's, I, I can't even imagine saying he, stuff like that. One of his buddies, the dare was to go into the kitchen where his mom and older brother were and start making sex noises. No way. Oh, yeah. Did he do it? Oh, yeah. Did he get grounded after that? No. The mom looked at him like, what? What are you doing? And the brother just started laughing hysterically. (laughs) Hey, got to interrupt you real quick because I'm going to go to seven and a half on the Browns here as we speak. Okay. Go ahead. We we had to wake Shelby up to make the line change here. (laughs) I had to actually work there for a minute. There we go. Nice. nice job. Well, let's get into it. Let's use that as a transition. Okay. All right. Uh, woo! That was a crazy weekend last weekend. One of us went five and one. Who could it have been? Was it me? I believe it was. The only game I lost last weekend was the first game I was convinced I might win. And um, that was the Dolphins plus seven and a half. Uh, I won every other game I bet. I can tell you right now. I had... Hold on. Last week, I had um, Carolina plus six, won that. I had uh, Bears minus five, won that, an appreciation for Joe Philbin and the Bears defense for the sack and then the uh, field goal with 15 seconds left. Um, I won Tampa Bay plus eight and a half. Here's the interesting thing for the middle monster. Middle monster! <laughs> I forgot I had picked the Ravens minus seven and a half in pigskin pick'em against my best friend Matt, and then on Sunday morning I bet the Bucks plus eight and a half. The only way I win both bets is if that game lands eight. 
it landed eight. And appreciation to oh, that's uh, incredible. appreciation to John Harbaugh, who, when they were on the seven-yard line with two minutes left, just took a knee for the final two minutes. I had the under uh, 43 on the right. Giants and Titans. Thank you, PJ Walsh from the Action Network. Download our free, free, free app because uh, he convinced me that morning that was the play. And then I had Indy minus three um, in a shutout of the Cowboys. So there you go. Almost a clean sweep. Boom! And I think we uh, we both had our uh, scooch roulette picks as well. We did. We both hit our scooch roulette picks. I, I had the four. You, I had the 49ers yeah. and you had the Colts. Yeah. Right. Yep. And we have both liked uh, the Pittsburgh and and the 49ers. Uh, Pittsburgh and yeah, and the 49ers. Yeah. I know initially you went with the Bills though, and you changed you changed your mind on that, and it was a good thing because I I think that was the only game of the board where the point spread did not make a difference. Yeah. So every game on the board, if the underdog uh, covered, they won the game outright. If the favorite won, the favorite covered. Every game except that one. Yeah, totally. Totes, my goats. Um, Let's see. (laughs) On the year, I think I'm doing pretty well on the year. I think I'm like, I got to check. I got to do the math on this. Let's get to the games. Hold on. I'll try to do the math on this at the end of it. Uh, but I think I'm having a pretty good year when all said and done. Let's talk about the Saturday games. Great one coming up. Los Angeles Chargers minus four and a half against said Baltimore Ravens in appreciation. I like the Chargers minus four and a half. The money is on the Chargers. The public is on the Chargers. I think they are so much better than the Ravens. This line is whack, yo. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be on on the high side on this one. Uh, the only question is, you know, the Chargers are without Melvin Gordon and uh, Keenan Allen, so the, the, it may affect it. Uh, you know, they've been trying to get through without him uh, the last couple couple games. So, uh, but but I mean that that finish last week uh, it just showed the uh, the grit of this team. And uh, you know, at home now against the uh, against the Ravens, uh, they they need the game. I mean, they're still they, they they're still just in a dogfight with KC. Uh, so so this one's going to come right down to the. I mean, they're 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 really going to be at the Ravens in this one, and uh, the public is on them. The the wise guys are on them. I see the line going up a little bit. Um, I don't see much support for the Ravens in this one. I'm surprised you haven't moved the line yet. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Don't do it. No, 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 no. Don't do it while we're on the phone. Okay. Oh, it doesn't matter because the podcast isn't coming out till tomorrow. I want to make sure I get this before it goes. It's not going to be till. Yeah. All right. You doing it? I want to test the waters anyway. I want to see. I want to see what they do with the five. Probably nothing, but let's see. Move it to five. All right. Tennessee Titans minus 10 over the Washington. Can I call them the Washington Deadskins yet? <laughs> well, they came alive uh, Sunday. They did. Or at least one game. Big difference between the and Titans and the And had it not been for that game, oh, totally. Yeah. And, but, and, and I think the only thing that uh, is dissuading the public from just burying us on Titans money is the fact that the Redskins did come alive for that, for that one game. So... Uh, ten is it's just such a big number for teams that uh, you know typically don't put up a ton of points. So um, 
we'll, we'll still end up needing the Redskins for a little bit with the two games on Saturday. It'll just be favorite to favorite and parlays and teasers and everything. So we'll still end up needing the Redskins, but it's, it's hard to go much higher than, than, than 10 in this one. A lot of money on the skins right now. We got a little, a little sharp money, but uh, not, not a lot. And, and with us, the, uh, the ticket count isn't really overwhelming on, on the Titans. Like I said, had, had the Redskins gotten blown out again, I, I think you know the, this line would would have been a little bit higher, and we would have seen a lot more money on the Titans. But uh, it just takes one week of somebody seeing a game that just kind of puts a little doubt in their mind, and uh, that's the case here. Scooch, we're going to take a break to talk about Robin Hood. That's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. Scooch, I know you love your portfolio at Robinhood. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy. It's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. I've been using it. It's good. It's got a simple and intuitive, clear design with data presented in an easy-to-digest way. Listen, you get no commission fees when you use Robinhood. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees, trade stocks, and keep all of your profits. Plus, it's something that I like to do more than anything else, which is learn to invest as you build your portfolio. I discover new stocks. I track my favorite companies with a personalized news feed. I get alerts for price movements, so I never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford or Sprint to help build your portfolio. I got a free stock. It was very exciting to get. It was like a Christmas stocking. Sign up at favorites.robinhood.com. That's favorites.robinhood.com. Let's get back to the show. Let's talk about the NFC North champion, Chicago Bears. Three and a half point favorites on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. You know what's interesting? Last week, I was so sure of the Niners. So, so sure. And I don't know if it was the spot or the fact they were playing a division rival or that, you know, they had had some evidence that they could perform well against the Seahawks. I don't like them as much against the Bears in the same exact spot um, with that number. I I agree with you. And and we actually opened uh, four and a half and we went down to three and a half off of some some sharp plays early, but then it just went completely back up the other way. Um, we're, we're back up to four. I went to four, uh, just before, uh, doing the show here, went back up to four and I could see this line going up. We ticket count wise, you know, take the sharp guys out of the, out of the mix for a second. And this is the most lopsided game on the board in terms of percentages of bets. It's just overwhelming, like 15 to one, uh, Bears to 49ers. So I think everybody feels 49ers had their big upset last week with Seattle to pull out two giant upsets back-to-back. Uh, but against this team, which is arguably one of the most improved teams, uh, it, it's going to be a, a, a tall task. It's going to be all – this will be our biggest game of the board. This is what uh, worries me. Far. The only so thing that worries I'm me about be... the Bears. Only thing. What's that? They just won the division, so there's not a lot of incentive. Maybe some incentive yeah. for placement in um, in the conference, but I think it's going to be a hard task for them to get the two seed. Uh, and they lost Eddie Jackson, 
And I think that's a big, big problem for the Bears going forward. Yeah, uh, legitimate concerns. And uh, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't like needing the Niners in this spot. But uh, uh, like I said, I'm going to be quick to move it back up. I thought I opened it on the high side, uh, and I'm going to be quick to move it uh, even higher. I know there's some three and a half still out there, so at minus four, we're one of the highest. But I'm going to be quick to move it back up. Streaking Cleveland. Streak in Cleveland, the Browns, seven-and-a-half-point favorites against the Bungles. Yeah. I thought for sure when we put up seven that that would be about as high as we could go on this one. And like I said at the top of this show, I I just went to seven-and-a-half. We were just getting some pretty big money uh, from the Sharp guys on Cleveland. Once again, we talked about it the last couple of weeks. They've just been uh, the the wise guys have loved them. They loved them even during the 0-16 year, so – no reason to get off them now. At, at some point, they're just going to be laying too much, though, and the and the value's got to be out of them by now. But uh, seven and a half—that's that's quite a bit for the Browns. Massive. I love this team, though. I can see why they're on them for entirely different reasons these days. You want to expand on that? Well, I guess I will, Scooch. I mean, you said the wise guys have always loved the Browns. It used to be they loved the Browns yeah. because. They were so, in theory, undervalued compared to who they were playing because you knew the public was going to be all over whoever the Browns played. Now they're right. on the wise, the wise guys are on them because the Browns are actually pretty good, and there's probably still a little bit of some correction to be had by the bookmakers because of their record and sort of because of where you had the Browns rated when the season began. It's hard to sort of adjust them as quickly as you would like, as you've taught me. Um, so I think that's why you're still getting Wise Guy Brown's money. Well said. Well done. I like it. Unlike you, I listen on the podcast. <laughs> and Jen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New England Patriots are two, basically two touchdown favorites over the Buffalo Bills. 13 points. Mm. <sighs> I don't know, brother. Yeah, at first glance, it looks like a lot of points. The Patriots aren't the same dominant Patriots team we've seen in in years past. Uh, But Buffalo has just been so er erratic, as we've seen, winning straight up as double-digit underdogs uh, before the season and uh, being competitive in some games, getting blown out in others. Uh, So we opened what we thought was high, 13, and the first couple of bets out of the gate were plus the 13. And we're down to 12 and a half now. It was all sharp money on the bills. Uh, the ticket counts about three to one, at least uh, at our places. Uh, three, three on the Patriots for every one on the bills. So um, the public's still going to be laying this number, but um, the big money's on the bills. And I would suspect that it stays that way, uh, especially in the last couple of weeks. I don't think I've ever seen so many double-digit underdogs winning the game straight up in one season, much less in the last two or three weeks. So I think the public is very aware of that as well. So it's going to give them a little pause before laying 12.5 or 13 on almost any game. Yeah, for sure. I'll probably be in the Bills if I play it. Maybe I'll avoid it. Tell you what else I'm avoiding. The Indianapolis Colts is 9.5-point favorites against the Giants. Yeah. This was one of the games where we had probably the biggest adjustment off of just one week. You know, normally we don't make big adjustments without an injury. 
but uh, uh, just the the dominance of the, of the Colts in the last game, we know it's going to weigh on the public's mind a little bit. So, you know, once you get past, I mean, the 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 true line on this one should really be in the the seven and a half eight range. So about a point and a half higher than probably what it should be. And we're already seeing indications that it's a little on the high side. Got some wise guy plays on the Giants. Not really enough to to move it yet, but I, I see this line coming down to nine, eight and a half. As bad as the Giants are, uh, it, it's still a lot of points uh, for the Giants to be getting. But is there but, anything? But then again, we know. What's that? Go ahead and you go. I was just going to say the public we know is going to be on on the Colts though, especially after that performance last week, and and we can see it already in some of the parlays and the ticket count. Is there anything statistically that makes you look at this game and say it's overvalued, or is it purely a public perception number? Just a public perception in terms of the betting patterns of the two teams the last couple of weeks. They've been betting against the Giants every week. They've been betting on the Colts every week. Uh, so if the if the raw number is eight, you know there's going to be a slight inflation knowing that they're going to be betting against the Giants and on the Colts. So it's that that's really the only the only adjustment there, or the only reason for the adjustment. Next game is interesting. There's been some speculation. This line has moved wildly. It opened Green Bay minus 3.5. Now it's Jets minus 2.5. Speculation, Aaron Rodgers won't play. Why did this number move? Uh, well, that that was it. Um, we actually have it off the board right now until we're, we get a little bit more accurate information. So uh, the, the big move was obviously on the news that uh, – he, he, he might miss with the groin injury. And uh, so we're just playing it on the safe side for now. we got plenty of time to kind of make adjustments and put it back up. But we already got hit on the Jets, a couple couple bets um, that, that caused the move. And, and we tried to move it aggressively, but um, uh, we're just going to keep it off for now. Groin injury. Groin injury. <laughs> That's a tough one. Do you know what I'm talking about? They hurt. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. No, is that a movie? Oh my God, it's it, it's from a a sitcom from about forty years ago called Cheers, and Ted Danson, who played a bartender and an old pitcher for the Red Sox, uh, he ran the bar and he was famous in Boston, and he took a job as a sportscaster. And one night on the air, he did a rap and was talking about a player being out because of a groin injury, and he's like, he's out because of a Groin injury. Groin injury. <laughs> I, I watched that show religiously, and I just, for some reason, I don't remember that episode, but it sounds like I could, I could picture it. I think you'd like it. Uh, how did the Minnesota Vikings become a five-and-a-half-point favorite in any game at this point? In the, well, I guess they just did have a nice win against the Dolphins. So, Yeah, it's funny how just one game can do that, and, and that's what I'm saying, that recent recency bias uh especially if it's a dominant win and you try to not to take too much into account but you know the fact that the lions really uh didn't look good as as well is uh you know make, makes it an adjustment on both sides so uh the, we are we know the public is going to be laying this five and a half they already are so uh seems like the right number we've got a few bets from some guys that we respect uh on the lions so this will be one of those games where the the sharp guys will take the home dog, and uh, the public will lay the favorite. Lay the favorite. That was a good book. There was a book called Lay the Favorite. It was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, 
I curse both of those teams, the Lions and the Vikings. It's two weeks left. I just can't see myself wanting to get involved with either of those teams the rest of the season. <laughs> Houston, Philadelphia, however. Yeah. Great matchup. This line's moved up. Open to pick. Eagles mm-hmm. minus one and a half. Yeah. The um, We have more money on this game than any game on the board so far this week. Like like you said, we open pick, uh, went up to one and a half. And I could understand uh, how, the move in terms of how, how good Phillies looked. Um, with, I mean, even with, with Nick, Gold, uh, Nick Foles at quarterback, I mean, they actually look better. So uh, wh- why not? Uh, we saw the same thing happen at the end of last year and led them to a Super Bowl. So... Um, I understand the move. The, the The public's pretty well divided on this one. I mean, we have the exact same amount of bets on both sides. It's just that the sharp guys obviously uh, like Philly in this one and drove the line up. Wow. I want to play Houston in this game. Do you? Well, I, I think you'll probably see a two and a half. Um, I don't know that it'll quite get to three, but um, it looks like it's going in one direction. The story of my life. Was that a song by One Direction? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, seven-point favorite to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Boy, yeah, nobody yeah. likes the Bucks anymore, and I no. can understand why. Boy, that was the game that you uh, you got the middle last week, huh? Middle Chad monster. Middleman? The middle monster. <laughs> uh, no support for the Buc- Buccaneers whatsoever. So um, minus seven, we think is probably a solid number. It'll take uh, some pretty big bets to get us off of this number. Uh, we don't want to get middled again, and the Buccaneers seem like they're the team that causes us the most problems with the middles. It's true. You know why? They're why swashbucklers. They're looking to steal your money. Oh, yeah. Yep. I did that. I did that right there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clever. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to officially, officially announce what I've been teasing on the podcast for the last week or so. We are doing a live episode, live episode of The Favorites, Monday, January 28th. Did I mention it's live? It's going to be in New York City at Foley's Bar, Foley's Bar in Manhattan. As a loyal listener of the podcast, you, my friends, are invited. Some of you have tweeted at me already, and you can continue to do that. But all you have to do to get invited, go to actionnetwork.com slash favorites. That is actionnetwork.com slash favorites. I'm going to be there. Blackjack is going to be there. Paula Duke is going to be there. Jeff Schwartz is going to be there. Scooch is writing a song from the Scoodles for the podcast. Blackjack and Paula Duke are going to be attending bar, pouring drinks. That's going to be dangerous. Some other special guests are going to join. You can maybe guess who it's going to be. It's one of the podcast favorites. We're going to preview the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about all the props. That's the main thing. Any kind of betting that goes with it. If you are going to be in New York City on, again, Monday, January 28th at 6 p.m., go to actionnetwork.com slash favorites and RSVP, and you will get more details to access the event actionnetwork.com slash favorites. Of course, you can also keep adding me at Chad Millman on Twitter, and I'll just individually add you to the list. Scooch, let's get back to business. I'm curious about this Atlanta-Carolina game because it opened at three and a half. It's been bet down to two and a half. Why is all the wise guy money coming in on Carolina? 
it makes no sense. Uh, I mean, it coming in on Atlanta it makes no sense to me. Well, I mean, they did upgrade Julio uh, Jones to be uh, probable, and I think initially, I mean, I don't know that he'd actually cause it. It's part of the part of the move, but uh, I, I think. Uh, Possibly they didn't like what they saw in Carolina uh, Monday night against against the Saints. Um, I know you're just not high on this Falcons team, but uh, I think I give them a lot more credit than than you do. Why? Give me a reason why. Well, especially if Julio Jones is uh, is healthy and playing, he's just he's just a monster. Well, I'm not going to bet him less than a field goal. I wouldn't no I wouldn't play him at two and a half but but like I said th- this season the the point spread almost doesn't matter. I don't think there's ever been a season like this where the less percentage where the percentages of games that the point spreads don't matter are are as you know high as as this year. That is an interesting conversation. That is an interesting one to have. I am going to look into details on that. You should because uh, I, I've I've never seen it. I mean, even with such big favorites, um, the you know t- a team that's laying sixteen, they either win by sixteen or the dog wins straight up. You would think that those are the games that you would have the most occurrences of a team winning and not covering, and yet it's just, it's almost the opposite. Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, yeah. All right, Miami. Is a four-point favorite over the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the money is coming in on the Jaguars. A, l- a little bit, um, not so much with us. Uh, very little action on this game. I think this is the the least bet game on the board, at least for us. Anyway. Oh no, I see one at the very bottom there. <laughs> Looks like we got a corner TV game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard to get excited about either one of these teams, uh, but. Dolphins we have at four and a half, and like you said, there's more money on the Dolphins, but it's not, uh, compared to some of the other games, it's not a lot. That game's crap. Uh, yeah. This other game, though, there's the last, I'd say, three of the last four games are really interesting to me. It's, my, it's where I might want to spend some of my money this weekend. Arizona Cardinals are 14-point dogs at home against the, the reeling Rams, and Right now, the majority of the money, very small volume, is coming in on Arizona. I'm not saying the majority of the yeah. bets, the majority of the money. So we've got some wise yeah. guy action on the Cardinals, not surprising. Double uh, two-touchdown home dog. Makes sense. It's what the book tells you to play. Rams are reeling, though. You go, I mean, you go all the way back to October when, when the Rams played Green Bay and they, they beat Green Bay by two. I think that was the beginning of the fall from the the dominance of. of I don't think they've covered. Uh, they might have covered one game since then. And, and if you look at the, like the last three, uh, losing straight up to Philly as a double digit favorite, uh, losing to uh, Chicago as a four and a half point favorite. Um, I think they might have gotten a cover against the Lions as like a ten point favorite, and and that and even in that game it looked like the the Lions were going to cover. But I mean you're talking about almost two months of not covering. So had they playing any other team, and you'd say yeah, it's an automatic take, you know, double digits at home. Uh, it's just that the Cardinals are just so bad. Yeah, the Rams are reeling, but the Cardinals Cardinals are just really bad. Cardinals can't uh, but score. But having said. 
No, no, they just can't. Uh, we've got them ranked the worst team in the, in the NFL right now, and um, and they're playing up to it. <laughs> but uh, having said that, I still think you have to just play the percentages and take and take the points. Uh, you know, I think with with a lot of the teams that were so dominant at the beginning of the year, you take the Rams, the Chiefs, the Saints, all those teams that just looked like they could score at will, and they were just so dominant on offense. Something happened around midway or week nine, week ten, where where defenses pick up on certain things and figure out a game plan uh, that that can stop the offense. And then if it works in one game, then the other coaches kind of pick up on that, and, and they realize what works. Uh, so they might take, you know, for the Rams, they might look at the how the how the Saints beat them, and then they'll see, okay, what did the Saints do defensively to stop them? You know, did they? Uh, take away the, the the passing lanes by golf by you know not not focusing on the run and um, and whatever they do it, it, you look at each one of those two three teams the Rams the Chiefs and the Saints and offensively in the last five weeks they were nowhere near what they were at the beginning of the season. Listen, the defenses in the NFL they make adjustments, um, but I also think what that does for betters huge opportunities. You've seen it with the and Saints. This is one? Yeah. You've seen it with the Saints yeah. the past few weeks too, right? Like yeah, I have sure. made bank betting against the Saints, bank betting against the Rams. Like it's been mm-hmm. glorious to try to see the market, try to keep up with what was happening with the Rams and the Saints, knowing that they've been found out. Yes. The Saints, I think the last three games, I think they scored a total of nine points in just in the first halves. They're, they're, they're struggling just out of the gate. They're making adjustments in the second half, and they're getting the wins. Uh, but, I mean, going back to the, the Dallas game where they scored zero points in the first half, uh, uh, Tampa Bay, they only scored three points in the first half, and, and uh, Monday night against Carolina, they only scored six points. So, obviously, they're, they're some, defenses have figured something out, and then uh, they're make, the Saints are making adjustments to come back in the second half. That said... The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Saints, six-point <clears throat> underdogs. Yeah, money coming in on the Steelers. Sure, I am going to bet the Saints as soon as this number continues to go down. <laughs> and I'm I'm with you on that one. I we've already moved it down. We're down to five and a half on the game. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> we saw some money coming in after uh, Monday night when I guess uh, just not a. Not a whole lot of confidence in that Saints team. They got the win against Carolina, but, you know, the public remembers what they saw last and um, didn't give them a whole lot of confidence uh, to, to lay six points on New Orleans. So they, they're taking Pittsburgh. So the public's going to take Pittsburgh in this one. Um, but I agree with you. It gets down a little too low, and I, I think uh, the Saints at home is going to be a little, little bit different story. Um, how low do you think this game is going to go? Uh... I think, I mean, barring an injury, probably down to five. And, you know, I, and I have to, something from last week, I remember saying that the, the, the Rams will never go above 10 uh, but, uh, against the Eagles last week. And, and then the game went up to 14, but that was because Carson Wentz yeah. was out. And so, so barring an injury, <laughs> um, I, I don't, I, I think uh, it'll go down to about five. Uh, all right. So I'll be taking the Saints eventually. In this next Maybe four game, and a half. You might lay four and a half. I might get four and a half. I'll take that. Okay. This next game, Kansas City at Seattle. Kansas City is a two and a half point favorite. 
Here's what's interesting to me right now. Seattle, plus 115. Boom. Look it. Book it. Done. Yeah. You like that too, right? I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, Seattle, really a team that's kind of flown under the radar with regards to handicapping. I mean, some of the games that they lost, uh, they play, played the Rams twice, and they, they lost uh, by a total of about seven points, 33-31 in one of them. Uh, they, they, so they covered, I want to say, seven out of the last 10 or 11 games. They covered the, these games where on the other side of the, the, the ball there, Kansas City, their last five games they haven't covered once. So you've got two teams, like, again, and this goes back to how dominant Kansas City was at the beginning of the year and the week-by-week adjustment with these lines going up and up and up, and then the correction comes in, and you look at their last five games, and they haven't covered once. So this is a perfect spot for Seattle. But I don't even see it as a spot where um, I expect Seattle to cover. Like, I expect them to win. Yeah. I mean, yeah, two and a half. I mean, it's the point spread really isn't in play here, uh, you know? like we've been talking about. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go for the win. I think I'm going to go for the win. The money line. I mean, why not? Yeah. That's. It feels like that's the right side to me. I think it's a letdown spot, and I, I think the Chargers are going to win the AFC West. Ooh, wow. Yep. Well, it all comes down to the game, the, this Ravens game. Chargers, Ravens. Hey. Um, no, no, you're totally right. Yeah. You're totally right. I got lost here for a second because if I were allegedly to bet right now, I would look for the Saints and the Steelers. But for some reason, I can't find that game, which is weird. Um, they might have it off the board. I mean, depending on yeah. where you're. Why is it not uh, on the board? Yeah. Because of uh, there, James Conner is still a question mark, so a lot of a lot of places are staying on the safe side and <clears throat> until they uh, get more information on him. He's still listed as questionable. All right. Well, one of us allegedly just made a bet on uh, the Seattle Seahawks to win on the money line. Yeah. Your attention, please. <laughs> Chad is making a bet. Allegedly. I did it. <laughs> I did it. It's like, like you know, yeah. it's like if you got a, a kid and he goes poop in his pants, he'll look up and be like, I did it. <laughs> I might have just pooped in my pants. <laughs> That's what this show's regressed to. Talk about sex and pooping in pants. Well, by the way, some of the most popular podcasts in the world are about sex and poop. <laughs> we might be more popular if we talked about sex and poop instead of betting. <laughs> Oh, man. If all we did was write ballads for Jan, talk about the post-ballad sex, and then making nice poops, this would be like... <laughs> the, Top-rated podcast of all time. This would be the podcast for everybody. Yep. Would it be some nice, niche little podcast? We'd be mass market. Yep. Instead, we got to talk about like the Broncos and the Raiders, which no one gives a fuck about. No, the, the, this was the other game I was talking about when I was saying that the Jaguars-Dolphins was the least bet game. No, <clears throat> this one is by far. This is like a shit, a shit sandwich on Monday night. <laughs> Christmas Eve. How many people on Christmas Eve are going to be glued to the TV watching this one? Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> 
Um, so, Scooch, we have a lot to talk about right now. Um, first off, we got to do some Scooch Roulette. All righty. I'm going first. Go ahead. Hmm. I'll take the Seahawks. <laughs> Ooh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, that was one of them I liked. Okay. Uh, I, I can't go with the Bears because the, the line's already I, – I've already adjusted it back up. Uh, but I I do think the sharp guys are right on the Eagles. And I, I know you like the Texans, but I, I think the Eagles with that only laying one and a half uh, – the way they're playing, that that's the one I'd go with. Uh, I can accept that. I appreciate you for saying that. Um, I like the Saints. I'm going to take them on the spread, not the money line, just because why not get the points for some Scooch Roulette? I'll bet them on the money line for real money, but in Scooch Roulette, I want the cushion. Uh, listen, we all go, also got to tell people that next week we're going to be off. So do not look for a podcast because otherwise, like, we'd be recording on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, and that's no good for you, and uh, nobody's going to listen to a podcast, and I don't want to get in the way of, you know, you and Jen celebrating your love for each other um, during the holiday season. Sounds good. Besides, it's so that last week is so crazy anyway, half the games will be off the board. Half the games will be off the board. You can't even judge it. Uh, Bob Scucci, we've made it through um, another fantastic year of podcasting. We have launched a new podcast that was wildly popular with our new partners at Cadence 13. Um, if nothing else in my life, I can count on you. Well, that's very nice. I don't know. I don't know how to react. I was waiting for something sarcastic and it didn't come. Well, the good news is I can count on a lot of things in my life, but you are one of those things. <laughs> well, thanks, Chad. Maybe over the break, we- you can write a song about me. I, well, you know what? We already are. I'm working oh, that's on right. Remember? Yeah. That's right. We're working on it for I've got... for the live podcast? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. Um, <laughs> do, can I give details about the live podcast right now? Can I officially give those? Should we do that as a mid-roll? All right. All right. Scooch, yeah. I want you to have a great Christmas and a great New Year's. This has been the favorites from the Action Network. We will be back. Beginning the week of January 2nd, you can download The Favorites on Apple Podcasts from radio.com slash The Action Network. Anywhere you get your podcast. We will be back on Friday with Blackjack Fletcher to make five picks to win $1.4 million. Not just until next time. Until next year with Scooch. Scooch.